Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Good, but it did not 
minister to their spirits or to bring liberation to them. So I want to uh, uh, continue to share from my heart uh, uh, this evening concerning God's perspective, God's heart, God's mindset concerning Mother's Day. Even, even the family itself uh, is is uh, fashioned according to the order of God. Uh, you got the head of the, every family is the male gender, which is the representation of God Himself. You got the uh, the mother, and and we're gonna bring up some things tonight. I think it'll be a blessing to you. You got the not the mother but the wife. You have the wife. The wife is the helpmate, and that represents Christ. Christ said, "I'm here to do the will of my Father who sent me." I he says, it's my pleasure. Uh, to uh, do the will of God. A woman's that's her role. She's to help me. She's helping that man fulfill the vision that God gave him. Jesus came to fulfill the vision of God. He didn't come to fill his own, uh, his own uh, vision. It was the vision of God. So it's, it's so fascinating when you see the structure of the family is identical to the Godhead, the Godhead. And then the children I brought up last night, the children is to bring honor, honor the father and the mother, honor the father and the mother. That's the children's uh, role, but they need to be taught how to bring glory, honor, and praise uh, unto uh, their parents. Before I continue, I want to uh, make a quick announcement. I forgot it yesterday. Uh, on this Sunday morning, which we know many of you will be in your own church services on Sunday morning, we want you to be faithful, loyal, and dedicated uh, to your, your church. But we may have some listeners uh, tonight uh, that is in the South Florida area uh, that you may be in transition or you don't have a church home at this present time. We would love to invite you to. We have a uh, guest speaker. We haven't had uh, a speaker in a long time for three three uh, consecutive days and nights. Um, well, we got a young lady that a uh, friend of ours we haven't had in years, uh, but she was the one that really uh, got used to. Uh, get me moving in South Florida uh, in establishing prophetic ministry. As a matter of fact, our first prophetic conference in South Florida, uh, she was the one that helped spearhead that, uh, which is Apostle uh, Pam Vanette. Uh, at that time, she was prophetess uh, Pam Vanette. Uh, tremendous prophetic voice, uh, tremendous gifting, tremendous anointing, tremendous revelation. You do not want to miss this meeting. We're going to, we will be having her on Sunday morning, and we'll be having her on Sunday evening, and uh, not Sunday, excuse me, Monday evening, Tuesday, Sunday morning, then it will be Monday and Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. at Northwestern, Miami Northwestern High School, a senior high school. That's 1100 Northwest 71st Street. Uh, that's in Miami, Florida. Uh, those of you that's going, um, taking um, 95, so simple, just get off phone, uh, 69th Street, make a right. Uh, if you're going uh, south, you'll make a right, and then you just keep straight down that street, 69th, and run right into the uh, to the high school there. Uh, we'll be in the auditorium. We're looking for just a powerful move of the Spirit of God and uh, very accurate prophetic flow uh, that God has graced this young lady with. So... Uh, We'll be having her on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., Monday and Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. 
uh, invite your family and friends out. Uh, God really uses the woman of God. Also, God uses her in healing the miracles as well. Uh, but her greatest, I don't know what, I don't know what her greatest, I haven't seen it in, in years. But back then, her greatest gift was in the areas of the prophetic. So uh, uh, don't forget that meeting. Now let's go back to the uh, Mother's Day uh, message that we were uh, we sharing on yesterday and how uh, God has created the family to represent the Godhead. We were talking about that man. He is uh, he's supposed to be the visionary. Uh, he is the one that God has given the vision, supposed to, for the family. And that is why it's very important, I personally believe, that young men that desire to get married and uh, your father was absent out of your life, find somebody that you can submit yourself to to help develop your manhood. When your manhood is developed, to the degree your manhood is developed, I believe, will be the degree and the strength of your vision and, and uh, that you have from get from the Lord. And you need to be in a relationship with a, some man, some male that you can trust and you can submit yourself to to help you uh, in developing uh, stability in your life, faith uh, in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, um, help you to be a solid person, a provider. All these things need to be developed uh, in you before you get married, even though this is not on marriage. So the Father is the head of the Godhead. You have Jesus who came to do the will of the Father. And so Jesus was the one that executed and helped the Father uh, redeemed humanity back to himself. That was his role in the relationship. And I'm going to show you at the end of this uh, uh, tonight just how the reason the Scripture says in Proverbs 31, 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, her husband also. There's a reason the Scripture says her husband also. And we're going to show you why the husband call her blessed along with the children. The children call her blessed for one reason, but the husband call her blessed for another reason. And we're going to show you that, uh, show you some principles here uh, tonight uh, in the word of the Lord. Now, the children represents the Holy Spirit in the, in the structure of the Godhead. Jesus makes a very powerful statement in John chapter 16. And he talks about, uh, it's expedient that I go away. If I go not away, then the Holy Spirit cannot come to you. I will not leave you comfortless. Uh, I'm going to send another comforter. Other words, someone just like me that will be with you forever. And so when we brought the principle on yesterday about um, uh, a rise up or rise up, uh, the second definition we gave, gave you, stir up themselves to pursue the same course as their virtuous mother. So, therefore, when they leave into uh, go into society, what they learn privately, they take it out into society, and they're working the same principles that they saw their mother work in the household, and they're, re they're receiving the benefits of it. And so, therefore, they call her blessed. Now, watch this right here. This is beautiful. Jesus makes this statement about the Holy Spirit. He said, now, when he comes to you, John 16, when he comes to you, matter of fact, let me see, can I find that scripture, if you will, uh, to, to show you, uh, I, wanna, I want to uh, be able to read the scripture properly. I don't want to misquote it because I'll be reading out an amplified version. But I want you to look at this. I thought it was, this is a very powerful 
uh, uh, scripture here. I just touched something and something that happened here. Okay, Adam, uh, oh, this, okay, there it is. Now, notice this right here, John chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. He said, Hi, Abba, but when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole full truth. This is what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Now, I look at the principles, the life of a mother with the children, the relationship of the mother with the children. It's usually mothers spend more time, especially in children in the infancy age. So they'll help. They're more help. Uh, uh, they're more shaped or developed more from the mother than the father. Or the father uses out working if you have a stay-at-home mother, or uh, even if you want to work, she's nursing the baby. She's the one that's rocking the baby, singing to the baby, whatever the case may be. What people do not understand, that's a form of impartation that is taking place. That is a form of a mother's spirit being imparted to the child's spirit. So, so, it's, it's, so it's sort of like the mother's spirit has been imparted to the children at a young age like the Holy Spirit has been given to the body of Christ because Jesus is leaving and going away. Now, what's the purpose of Jesus uh, giving us the Holy Spirit? So we can function just like Jesus in the earth. So Jesus is gone, but yet Jesus is still present. He's present in the form of the Holy Spirit. So when the children who was raised up in private and they leave and go into public life, uh, they will be governed by the same spirit uh, of the mother. And I'm going to show you in that, uh, at the end of this here that even the mother's spirit is really developed by her husband's spirit. I'm going to show you a little later on. And so, uh, but Jesus makes a statement here that is very powerful. And when we begin to look at the structure of the Godhead, and we talked about something that was very, very important uh, yesterday about service. I was talking about how uh, I began to teach my daughters uh, about service, how to serve uh, their father and how to serve their mother. See, because we always tell children, you're supposed to honor your father, you're supposed to honor your mother. We tell them that we don't know, we don't show them how to do that. And so you get frustrated. The children is frustrated because you, they got to find out and try to search out uh, uh, how to honor you, and they don't know how to honor you. And then you don't know how to teach them how to honor you because you never honored your parents because your parents never taught you how to honor them. So it's a missing ingredient. So God really cannot be glorified. And think about it. And can our children live long on earth if they don't know how to do this? Honor your father and mother that you may live long on Honor your father and your mother that you may live long on the earth, or that your life may be extended in the earth. So know what Jesus said here about the Holy Spirit. How did when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole full truth, for he will not speak his own message. For he will not speak his own message. For he will not speak his own message. So if the children is, 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 uh, is a representation of the Holy Spirit, then they are, when they go out into society, and people begin to talk about, wow, you awesome, you dynamite. Then how should the children act the same way the Holy Spirit act? They should never speak of their own message. They should always point the glory back to their parents. 
I'm, I'm, I'm the person I am today as a result of my father. I'm the person I am today as a result of my mother. My parents was great parents. So what you see is really not me. What you see is really my parents. This is what the Holy Spirit does, ladies and gentlemen, in us. That's his ministry, and that should be the children's ministry. Listen to this, if you will. He will not speak his own message, but on, excuse, on his own authority. But he will tell whatever he hears from the Father, and he will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come. That will happen in the future. The Holy Spirit's job, and you can really tell what's going to happen to our children in the future based on if they have embraced this principle and lived this principle and they honor their father, their mother, it already, they, their future is already dictated. They already know. They honor their father and mother. They already know their life has already been extended. They cannot die. Satan cannot take their life. Why? Because this is a declaration of heaven. This is a law that heaven established in the earth realm. If you honor your father and your mother, your life will be extended. Your life will be extended. So all you've got to do is just do what the Bible says. Start honoring your father, honoring your mother, and what's going to happen? It's creating the extension of your life. Demons cannot take you out. The devil can't take you out. Man can't take you out because this is a divine law and principle that's been established in the earth realm. Are you getting this? But watch this right here. Even more beautiful, the next verse, verse 14. He said, he will honor and glorify me. He will honor and glorify me. Here's this honor word again. He will honor and glorify me. He will honor and glorify me. How? This is what it says. Because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine, what is mine, and re will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. Are you getting this? So here is a transmission from the Father to the Son, from the Son to the Holy Spirit, and from the Holy Spirit to us. This was always God's design for the, for the, for the glory of God to, be, to fill the earth. Because it moved from one generation to another generation to another generation and to another generation and to another generation and to another generation because of the constantly transmission. Are you getting this? So when we begin to look in the word of the Lord that uh, 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 children is to honor their mother. So we see here that the Holy Spirit, his job, number one ministry, was to honor and glorify Jesus. Children is to honor and glorify their mother and father, but we're talking about mothers today. They're to honor and glorify. How do children honor and glorify their mother or their parents? When you look in the book of Proverbs, one scripture comes to my spirit this present time. Uh, uh, the, the writer of Proverbs makes this statement. He said, son, give me thy heart. Give me thy heart. And another scripture says, uh, in Proverbs 4, if I'm not mistaken, it talks about, uh, uh, how does Scripture go? It, uh, about looking, uh, uh, I think I quoted the Scripture last week, uh, about my words. Keep my words. Don't don't let my words go for their life to you and help call your flesh. My words, my words. Once again, there's a devil that desired to block and to stop the influence of parents and children's lives. 
and children are so easily manipulated by so many other influences. That's why it's up to us parents. We got to put our children in the right place, in the right situation for us to be able to maximize and have a greater level of influence in their lives. It's our responsibility. But when your children want to, I want to go here, I want to go here, it's up to you. You cannot allow, you've got to be able to know every person that your child is hanging out with. And you've got to watch the character, the first people that your children are hanging out with. Because you can take this as bait, and all of us know this, it is more easily to be influenced negatively than we are positively because we still live in this Adamic flesh. Are you getting this? My prayer to God that you're getting this because these are excellent principles that you can take this and you can begin to reshape some things in your children's life. So when we look at the word rise, um, stir up thyself to pursue the same course as uh, your virtuous mother. Look at the virtuous characteristics. Look at the virtuous attributes. Don't look at the negative. Don't look at the negative. The virtuous attributes and begin to praise her as a result of the positive characteristics and attributes um, that you see have impacted your life. And that's our responsibility as children to praise our parents, to praise your mother. That's her due, just reward. According to the word of the Lord, here when he talks about this, the mother's praise um, is her uh, it's the debt of the children. The children's debt is her praise. The children's debt. I owe you, mother. I owe you, father. Father, it'll be next next month. I owe you. This is the debt. The debt is uh, I'm going to pay you, and I'm going to pay you with honor. And listen to me. Please listen to me. When it comes down to honor, biblically, I want you to do a study on it. Almost every place that you see, you don't see it that much in the New Testament, but you see more honor, the word honor in the Old Testament. Almost every place where you see the word honor is always associated with substance, gifts, almost every place. Almost every place. Let's, let's, let's go to a scripture that comes to my mind right now. Uh, let me go get my Bible out here. Let's go to the book of um, Malachi. Let's go to the book of Malachi. Let me get my Bible to pull itself up here using one of these electronic Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Malachi, and we're going to look at... Uh, Bible still opening up. Uh, there it is. And let me get Malachi. Almost every place that you see the word honor, you will see substance associated with it. Malachi chapter 1. And then, let me see, can I find this verse here? Chapter 1. This is God rebuking the priests. I got the Amplified. I want to get the New King James here. I don't want the Amplified. Uh, let me get it. Let it open up here. Okay, there it is. Now, let's look at something here. Verse 6. Now, notice what God said. A son honors his father, 
Now look at honor, the flow of honor. The flow of honor goes up. The flow of honor never goes down. It goes up. Children to parents. Parents to God. It's the flow of honor. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. So the person, that's why I described Jesus said, the Holy Spirit's going to honor me. Read what Jesus says about the Father. He gives honor to the Father. I live for the honor of the Father. The Holy Spirit, when he comes, he's going to live for the honor of me. Do you see the the direction of um, the uh, order and the structure of the kingdom of God? And ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are so distorted, the churches in America, not all churches, because we bring a lot of the world's mentality and perspective into the kingdom of God. And when we do that, the Holy Spirit is put on hold, and he cannot work. He cannot work in your marriage if your marriage is out of order. He cannot function and bring glory to Jesus in the marriage if, um, if the order is reversed. And that's what the enemy tried to do with Adam and Eve. But watch it right here. A son honors his father and his servant his master. If I... If then I am the Father, where is my honor? He said, where is it? Then he goes on to say, where is, uh, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence? Here's honor and here's reverence. Here's honor and here's reverence, says the Lord of hosts. To you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? Watch this right here. You offer defiled food on my altar, but say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible? Verse 8, and when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? What does it say here? If you're going to honor your parents, your mother or your father, uh, father, give them, never give them something that you don't want. Now, notice here, honor here in this verse and all through the Old Testament is about giving something. It ain't about saying something. It's about giving something. It's about you doing something. So notice what it says here, if you will. He says, and when you offer the lame, no, no, I'm going back to verse 8. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably, said the Lord of hosts? Are, are you getting this? He, he, he said, even when you come before the governor, here is a person in a position of authority. You don't come empty-handed. You come blessing. Every birthday, every Mother's Day, Every Christmas, my wife and I, we're always sending gifts to our parents. Her mother's passed, but she have a grand, she have a godmother that she accepted as her mother, and she, I mean, she's been knowing her when she was ever since she was a little kid. So we, we give gifts. We don't, it's just not something we say with our mouth. We give gifts. Somebody was sharing with me. That's um, uh, a part of a church. And it was saying uh, the pastor had his anniversary, 
and the people was wrestling about how much to give the pastor. And then they all came up and said, well, let's, let's, give, him, let's give him $5. And, uh, 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 and they said they couldn't believe it. Now watch this right here. Watch this right here. Watch this. But you will say, I love my pastor. I love my pastor. He's a man of God. And this, now this person don't go, don't go to Panorama. This is another church. There's another church. There's another church. They, they, don't, go, they don't go to our church. Said, said, uh, and, and they said they were shocked. But I love my pastor. Watch this right here. Now, when you, if you give your pastor $5, see, what you need to understand, there's a difference between your tithes and offering and then celebrating your pastor. It's two different things. Honor is showing God that I'm grateful and thankful for the gift that you gave me. When you honor your mother and your father, you're saying, God, I'm grateful and thankful for the gift that you gave me, the parents that you gave me, the sacrifice that they made for me to be the person I am today. See, when you honor your mother and your father, what you don't got to understand, you're honoring God. You cannot separate your mother and your father from God who assigned them to bring you into the earth. Are you getting this? So, when when they told me this right here, I started laughing too. What are you actually saying? Think about it. How many pennies to a dollar? A hundred, right? So that's five hundred pennies. Five hundred pennies, five dollars five hundred pennies. You are actually saying that your pastor is not even worth a nickel a day. See see you have to help people to think. You ever have one piece? You said, my pastor is not even worth a nickel a day. 365 days a week, he's not worth a nickel. Not a nickel. You, 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 you graduated, you're, little, you're, you're a little bit more than a penny. You're, you're a little bit more than a penny, but you haven't hit a nickel. And it has nothing to do with the man. It's about God. If God called you to that house, that church, then you show God that I'm grateful and thankful for the gift that you gave me, not with your mouth, not giving him a card on church anniversary or pastor anniversary. Empty. Empty. We're really living in the last days, ladies and gentlemen, and we're seeing the deterioration of the family, and the reason there's a deterioration of the family, it re- it's revealed that there's a deterioration in the church. There's really a lack of honor. When people struggle with blessing their pastor, it's because they struggle with blessing their parents. You can take that to the bank. You can take that to the bank. And all of you all listen to God today. I want you to examine yourself. This is the spirit of God speaking because honoring your mother, your father, your pastor, whoever's in a position of authority, ladies and gentlemen, this is about your destiny. This is about your longevity. And not only your death and longevity, don't you understand what you do, you're creating the future for your children? What Adam did, it created a future for us, and the future was death and destruction. And that's why God sent Jesus, the second man, Adam, to create a new future for us. Are you getting this? My wife and I, we're great givers. We give, 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 because I learned that before I got married. I became a giver before I married her. I became that before I married her. And by me becoming that before I married her, it sifts down to my children. It sifts down to my children. I just have to teach them balance. I really have to teach them balance. I give, give an example of my youngest daughter. 
because our schedule was so tight, and I knew we weren't going to be doing anything on Mother's Day because that's Sunday. And we know I'm not a crowd person. I, 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 you know, Sunday service, and then go out there standing in line for two and three hours just to get a, a meal. That that's not me. So the only day that was available was last um, Tuesday, and so, but I had a meeting that had scheduled. So we were trying to figure out what day we can do. Every day is busy for us. So my daughters took their mother out. They took their mother out. They took her out. Uh, uh, to to restaurant her restaurant they took her to the cheesecake factory and then after the cheesecake factory I think they went up to the mall and they bought her some gifts and everything but my youngest daughter's out of school now so I gave her some extra money and I told and and I I set up a bank account for for her and uh, uh, and I had some money in there so I said I want you to pay for the meal because her other sister who worked she was going to pay for the meal since she worked she worked at Ebony who worked. Uh, Exit worked in Ebony work. Ebony got more responsibility than Exit because Exit is at home. So, but Exit is a great giver as well, great giver, and I like I love her mentality. But I told Imani, uh, I said I want you to pay for the dinner. Now God has dealt with my wife and I. What we do, uh, we've been doing this for about two or three years now. Uh, anytime we go out to a restaurant, we always pay fifty percent gratuity. So that's what the tip is, fifty percent. I show her how to do it. All that day she was with me. And so I showed her what to do. I showed her how to calculate it, the 50% of the meal. And uh, and so she, the money I gave her, they went to the mall. They spent, she spent all of her money. So she came back to me another day and asked me, could she have some money for something? I said, what happened to the money I gave you? Oh, I spent it on, 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 on for mother's, uh, mommy's gift. I said, you need to, I got to start teaching you how to balance this. <laughs> I gave you extra money that. That was her allowance. But I gave her way more than allowance so she would be able to buy her mother's a nice gift. And so but she spent it all on her mother, and that's the kind of person she is. She's a great giver, great giver. And, and, and uh, one of the things we do in our household, we don't buy each other Christmas gifts. We've been doing it for 10 years, maybe 15, maybe longer than that, about 15 years now. We, we, don't, we don't buy each other gifts. God dealt with me about eight years ago. We buy other people's gifts, but we don't buy each other gifts. And I, t- I taught my family the power of giving. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So what we do in our household, I allow my daughters uh, to choose at least three, uh, five, three to five people or more, the uh, uh, ones in the household, and, uh, and I have a mother take them out and they buy gifts. And what we do, they, uh, they do not give the gifts until Christmas Eve. And the reason we do that so the person don't have a chance to, to pay them back. Because the purpose of buying them gifts is not that you get a gift back. Because people feel obligated. If you buy them a gift, they feel obligated. No, you'll give them a gift expecting nothing in return. That's how I teach my family. That's how we live. See, that's a servant mentality and a servant spirit. It's not manipulation. I'm going to get you a gift, so you get me a gift. No, we live under the spot of heaven. God is our source. We trust God. We will be we will be the givers, and not the takers. But it will always come back to you because it's a law. It's a law. Are you getting this? So when we begin to understand this, so he says here in the word of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, that honor is associated with giving. Associated, he says, if you honor me, verse six again, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? If I am a master, where is my reverence, saith the Lord of hosts? 
you preach, you have despised my name. Other words, ladies and gentlemen, when you do not honor your mother, if you did not honor her mother's days, you despised her. You despised her. Now you got a chance to 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 um, uh, 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 bring yourself back in alignment, to avenge yourself. That's what I'm looking for. You, you you got a chance to avenge yourself because it's still not late. Because it's not about Mother's Day. Every day can be Mother's Day. Once a week, do something once a week. It, it don't have to be something big. You can take them out to a, a favorite restaurant or send them to uh, get a massage. Let them get their nails done. Let them get their, go, go, do, get their hair done. And, 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 and all of you, listen to me, all of you that got brothers and sisters that live in the same city, why don't y'all just come together and say, let's do something for, uh, for mother uh, once a month. Think about it. If you got three, three uh, relatives or uh, uh, siblings, four, five, it's, don't you it don't cost that much if all y'all put $5 together. Ten dollars together a month. You spend more than that on McDonald's, and then say, "Mother, every month, every first Saturday, every first Friday, this is your day." So it don't be. It's not a Mother's Day thing. It's a monthly thing, or it can be a biweekly thing. You all come together and plan that, and watch what God began to do in your life. Watch what he begin to do in your children's lives. See, sometimes you have to help people to think. Help people to think. So begin to do that and watch what God says. Don't bring, uh, uh, allow God to, to, to say you have despised him by not honoring your mother, honoring your father. Are you, are you getting this? My prayer to God that you are getting this and that you will take this and you will begin to run with it. And now what about you all that have, have not done this and your parents is, it has passed? Repent. Say, God, I was so ignorant. I was so selfish. I was so self-centered. I didn't even realize it. I didn't know, Lord, that I was despising my mother. I didn't realize I was despising my father. I, I didn't know how mercy was on me. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all unrighteousness. You want to know something? You can redeem yourself. You want to know why? Because God, you got somebody in your life as a, as a, as an uh, example or someone that have influenced uh, have have influenced your life. Honor them. Honor them. Since your parents has passed, it could be your uncle. It could be your aunt. It can be a spiritual mother. It could be a spiritual father. It can be a a a a. Uh, a person that taught you how to pray. Honor them. Honor them. Not just with your mouth. So the children's uh, uh, that is to praise their mother. And not just with your mouth. Not with your mouth. Are you getting this? The, the duty of children in discharging their debt to their parents. Number one, Maintain a grateful, remembrance heart. Maintain a grateful, remembrance heart. What are you saying, preacher? There's, there should not be a week. I'm going to help you. It shouldn't be a week. You set a day aside. See, you have to discipline ourselves. Say every Monday or every Wednesday or every Friday, 
if your parents are alive, just say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. In my morning devotion, I'm dedicating that time to my mother or my father. And what do you mean by dedication? I'm going to let the Holy Spirit remind me about all of the good things my mother did for me. See, you have to remember what communion is about. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So you can you can have a day that you do this in remembrance of your mother. Why they're alive? Now we know Jesus is dead on the earth, but he's alive in heaven. Alive. A day of remembrance. Someone have a day of remembrance. Monday is going to be a day of remembrance. Why well, just sit back and just meditate? How good God been to me through my mother. How good God has been to me through my father. A day of remembrance. Every week do that. And that will, and trust me, if you do that, it's going to make your relationship with God, the Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit go into the blast off. Your intimacy with God will, will just go in dimensions that you have never, ever, ever experienced in your life. So maintain a grateful remembrance heart. And on occasions, make honorable mentions and do honorable things for your godly parents. And I just I just finished talking about that. Just finished talking about that. So, but what would make watch this right here? What would make the celebration great when you do something once a month or every two weeks, what the case may be? What would make it great is because it's going to be so fresh in your spirit because you set one day aside to remember the good things, the sacrifices that your mother made, the sacrifices your father made for your betterment, for your success. Going out there working, providing for you. When you graduated, you 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 was able to march because they had money to buy a cap and gown. Things that you think don't even think of, things that you pay no attention to because you just think they're supposed to do it because their parents. They were supposed to do nothing. God don't supposed to do nothing for us. So I didn't I didn't I didn't march with my class. Because my mother didn't even have the money to buy the gown and cap. I was a sinner. I lied to people why I didn't march. They went to grad night. I didn't go to grad night. Oh, there was no money for me to go to grad night. I lied to my girlfriend that I had at the time. I think I told her I was, I was, I was sick. I wasn't feeling good. I didn't have no money, period. No money to go to grad night. No money to buy no clothes to go to grad night. I didn't have that. My mother was just trying to uh, keep food on the table. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to enjoy the things that my kids enjoyed to the max, and they, it's natural to them. I didn't have that. But you want to know something? My mother did not have money to give me, uh, uh, the, buy my cap and gown to March. Didn't have the money for me to buy some clothes and money to go to grad night and money to spend. But I'm grateful that I had a mother that kept a roof over our head. She kept food on the table. And that's based on the thing she was able to afford. I'm thankful. And I believe those hard times, there's no childhood with my mother, 
I believe it made me a better person and a better man. Not only, I know it did. I have never abused and misused people. I pay my bills. Uh, 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 I respect people. I never went, uh, took people things and abused and misused. I never went. I never took people's stuff from them and, and abused it and misused it. I never done any of that, even as a sinner. Even as a sinner. And I believe a lot of that come from seeing that we did not have and seeing. Uh, the love, great love my mother uh, showed by providing, but she never was affectionate. She never was affectionate. So notice it here again. What is the children's duty in discharging their debt to their parents? Maintain their grateful remembrance, a remembrance heart. And on, on occasion, make honorable mention and do honorable things uh, for your godly parents. You're showing God that you're grateful, you're showing God that I'm thankful. And matter of fact, you're doing what the Holy Spirit is doing. You're bringing honor and glory to your parents like the Holy Spirit brought honor and glory to Jesus. That's his job right now. While you and I are born again, that's why he lives on the inside of us. Uh, number two, give thanks to God for them, remembering them in your prayers. I used to uh, with Dr. Brown, and I did this with my parents, my family. There were, I had a day set aside, and and I never told him unless God revealed it to him. He probably most likely did. I had one day set aside every week that I didn't pray for absolutely nobody in this world but him. That was his day. I fasted and I prayed. That whole day was dedicated and fasted and praying for Dr. Brown. That's my spiritual father was dedicated, consecrated for him and him only. I didn't pray for my parents. I didn't pray uh, uh, for my uh, siblings. I didn't pray for uh, the president. I prayed for them. That was his day. Won't you do that? Won't you set a day aside and say, this day, Father, I'm fasting and praying for my parents, my mother, my father, my father, my mother. This day is for them that you will bless them, you will keep them, you will keep them in health, battle for them, war for them, that their latter days will be greater than their former days. I come against every enemy of their destiny and purpose. Lord, grace them to redeem the times, the mistakes and the errors that they made. Uh, let the blood of Jesus cover. Let the blood of Jesus redeem them. Let the blood of Jesus restore them, battle and war for them out of a sincere, genuine heart. Are you getting this? My prayer to God is. Here is another duty of children in discharging their debt to their parents. And and, and watch it right here. Especially if especially if you got saved parents. And I'm not talking about saved, confessing it, but parents that has modeled this thing before you. And what is the thing that, that a parent uh should instill in you for your discharging? The fear of the Lord. Your parents should teach you the, and model before you the fear of the Lord. And I believe Captain I does do that before our uh, our daughters. Uh, what else? Uh, parents should instill and model before the children obedience to the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
good model, being decent, being orderly, being respectable, and having a godly behavior. When we miss it, we must model humility. Go and say, I'm sorry. I didn't handle that right. Matter of fact, that just happened last night. <laughs> uh, uh, I was getting myself ready. I'm, I think it was after the broadcast before. I forgot which one it was. And uh, I said something to Kathy, but I said it in the wrong spirit. Yeah, it was before the broadcast. Uh, I, I tried to get everything right before the broadcast. Uh, in time of ministry, whatever the case may be. And the Spirit of God brought conviction. I went upstairs. And I said, I want to apologize how I said what I said to you. Forgive me. She said, I forgive you. I forgive you. And I didn't do that for Kathy. I did it for my relationship with God first, then Kathy second. Because I know the way I said it, I'm sure she probably, it probably hurt her some kind of way, offended her some kind of way. The more we grow and develop, the less we get offended. So so we, we must model these things. We must model these things. Decency, orderly, respectable, and we must have a godly behavior. My, my children and my wife, they have seen negative things happen to me, but they have never seen me. They have never heard me gossip in my household, never. They have never, my wife has never heard me gossip since she's been married to me. I have never gossiped. I don't talk about people. I don't talk about people in the church. I don't talk about members in the church. They this and they this, da 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 case maybe. I don't I don't go there. I don't get it. Now we address issues. Then we do address issues. But having conversation, putting people down, that that's that's not us. That's not us. My children has never heard us gossip. Never heard us gossip about anybody. Never heard us talk about anybody. Never heard us put other people down. They have never heard that. Are you getting this? So do you think if, if, if we have modeled this before our children and they stir themselves up to pursue the same course as what they see in our life, can't you, don't, don't you think that they will begin to experience some of the graces that's on our life? They will experience the same grace and even more, greater grace will be on them. Because they honor. Now, watch this right here. Now, what about if you're modeling this? You're modeling this kind of lifestyle before your children, and they're not experiencing the grace. I'm going to tell you why. I just, as a matter of fact, was sharing something with one of my daughters. I forgot which one of my daughters was. I said, let me share something. Where I know who it was now. I said, I talked to uh, her about being a, a person of discipline. I said, why are you living in this household? I said, the rules and the regulations in this household is designed to develop your character. I said, this is how I would know, you would know, and God would know that your character was not developed. It's when you leave the household. So if you know, this is, this is the order of my household. When you get up, wake up in the morning, after you clean yourself up, you make up your bed. You you bring you you clean your room up. You do not eat breakfast until your room is cleaned up. You come downstairs. You come in my household. You're going to see my household in order. I don't care if it's three o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, at nine o'clock in the morning. It's going to be in order. We live and we keep everything in divine order in my household. 
That's how it, my wife does the same thing. Before my wife comes downstairs, unless I'm in the bed late, what my wife is going to do, she, uh, she cleans herself up, she she make up out of bed, you come in my bedroom, you can come in my bedroom 24-7, and it's going to be, I want to say 24-7 if you're in the bed, it's going to be an order. It's going to be an order. So that's 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 it. I said, now, this is how I know, you know, when you leave out of the household, when you leave and you get your own place and you don't clean up your bedroom before you leave, I said, what that reveals? That reveals that you lived in a state of rebellion while you was at home. That reveals that you only did it not to be disciplined. You did not do it out of love. You only did it out of duty. You only cleaned your room up out of duty. You only did what I told you to do out of duty, duty because you was afraid of discipline. You was afraid of correction, so you never did it out of love. And so, therefore, the real you now is manifesting. Now, if you nasty... That means nasty was always in you, and what we told you to do, it did not shape your character. It did not develop your character. You never had the character. But it looked like you did. It looked like you did, but the key is when you leave. This reason shall a man leave his father and his mother. I'm going to know what Adam really is like now when he leaves me. I'm going to really see what he's like. Are you getting this, ladies and gentlemen? But you get this. I pray to God that you're getting this, because this is vital that you begin to understand this thing. So let's begin to look at before we close here. I got, I got. Oh, well, I got to hurry up here. Let's look at the character of the virtuous mother, to whom honor is due from their children. When you begin to read that, and it's never too late, mothers, all of us, and fathers, all of us can still grow. When you stop growing, it's time to die and go to heaven. If you're saved. If you're not saved, it's time to die and go to hell. So we, we are constantly developing and growing because uh, uh, Jesus is the perfected one. Let's look at this here. With the character of the virtuous mother to whom honor is due from the children. Uh, um, they are uh, truly wise. They are mothers of wisdom. Uh, they are mothers that is kind. There are mothers that is industrious and careful, uh, and, and this is probably one that almost every mother needs to hear, not all, but almost every mother, because one of the things I've discovered since I've been uh, in the ministry, especially past more pastoring than anything else, is this right here. The majority of women I know is struggle with being industrious. To be industrious is mean you discipline with money management. And the majority of women I know in the, in, the, in the body of Christ, not I don't know a lot of women, but the majority of the ones I know, they are challenged with money. If you're challenged with money, then you can't be industrious. You're going to be wasteful, abusive, and misuseful. So this woman is industrious. This woman is careful. This woman's vision is for the family, in which I'm going to end it with the father. Her vision is for the family. Well, well, where do she get this vision from? She, she, if she's a virtuous mother, it's impossible for her to be a virtuous mother without being a virtuous wife. And where she get that virtue from is from 
a husband that must be a virtuous man. He must be a man of integrity, a man of character. And so, therefore, he he instills the vision that God gives to him. He gives it to her, and she executes it. She's executing the vision, and that's why the children call her blessed. Remember, God trained Adam. Adam was to train Eve, and Eve really was to train the children while Adam is out hunting and doing whatever the case may be. And so, therefore, when the, the scripture says here, uh, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and that's the, that's the latter part, the reason her husband called her blessed, ladies and gentlemen, is because she she's executing the vision that God gave him. She's executing it. So the children see the manifestation of it. She called them best, and the husband called them blessed too. The children called them blessed for one reason. They're seeing this. They're seeing this thing lived out, bottled before them. He called her blessed because she submitted to him. And how do you know she submitted to him? Because she's executing the vision. She's executing the vision. So he called her blessed. You are blessed. You're a blessed woman, and I'm proud to have you as a wife because you've taken what God has given to me, and look how you have worked it. Look how you have modeled this before the children. That's why he called her blessed as well. Now, to give you, help you understand this, uh, one of my favorite scriptures is Genesis 18:19, concerning Abraham. What God told Abraham, when God entered a covenant with Abraham, the emphasis was on his household. But notice what it says here, Genesis 18, 19. Uh, but this is in the Living Bible. It says, yes, I've settled on him as the one to train his children and future family to observe God's way of life, live kindly and generously and fairly so that God can complete in Abraham what he promised him. But you see this balance? It's going to be kind of difficult many times for a woman, a mother to be virtuous. Uh, uh, in the fullness from this scripture uh, and Proverbs there, if the husband don't have no vision. If the husband does, does not have a vision for that family. It's going to be very difficult. He can't call her blessed. He's going, to be at, he's going to be at odds with her. There's going to be a rivalry. There's going to be competitiveness. She's competing against him, and he's competing against her because there's not no, there's no structure, no order. And so, therefore, he's upset because what happened, used to happen, if a man don't have a vision, the woman won't automatically get one. And then the man's going to become jealous of the woman. He's going to become jealous. And so, therefore, he's going to be at odds with her because of his insecurity. He's going to start fighting the woman and arguing at the woman. That's what usually happens. Let me read the scripture again before we close here. How many more minutes do I have here? Got two more minutes here. And uh, uh, Genesis eighteen nineteen. Yes, I've settled on him as the one to train his children. So, is the woman training the children, or Adam training, uh, uh, the man training the children? So I'm asking, of course, if the woman is training the children, is it the man or the woman? It really is the man through the woman. Just like Jesus ministered through us, the father ministered through Jesus. Jesus ministered through us. The man ministered through his wife. It's, it's, it's so beautiful how the structure of God and the structure of the family is. Yes, I've settled on him as the one to train his children and future family 
The reason the wife is able to train the children because he trained her. And future family to observe God's way of life. God's way of life. God's way of life. Live kindly and generously and fairly so that God can complete in Abraham what he promised him. Is it possible that a lot of things is not happening in the family because the man is not doing this? His emphasis is not his family, but his emphasis on making money. His emphasis on ministry. His interest is business, but not his family to train them in the way of God, the way God lives, to teach them the way God lives. He said, then he says, if he do that, I will bring to him, I will fulfill what I promised him. So Abraham's promise being fulfilled was contingent upon him teaching his family about God. So is it possible all the promises of God that is yes and amen, is it possible they are held up because you are trying to get the promises some other way than Raising your family up, teaching your family the ways of God. Everybody you want to preach and teach everybody else, but you don't say you don't raise your family up. Your emphasis is not your family. The emphasis is your church and this and this and that, but not your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that you got something out of this, this Mother's Day uh, exaltation message. Which, matter of fact, you all got more than I got this Sunday because I didn't even complete it. I didn't even get do half of what I got Sunday. So you all got more uh, yesterday in the day than I did. I, I mean, God just totally shifted me. So I only, I only did just a quarter of what you got yesterday and today. But once again, we want to invite you to be a part of uh, this powerful meeting that we're having with uh, Apostle Pam Burnett, Access Granted. Uh, that's going to be Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For those that do not have a church home, uh, uh, come join us, and uh, and we'll be there at, uh, at Northwestern High School on Monday and Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. And we'll look forward to uh, just a powerful move of God with this anointed, dynamic woman of God. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your host, Dr. Jim McKenzie with the Master Key, and we pray to God that you will take what the Lord has spoken to you and you will meditate on it. Meditate on what the Lord said about uh, uh, honor your mother, honor your father. Meditate on some of the things that the Lord said. Ask the Holy Spirit is this is something he wants you to do. He will never tell you something outside of that word. And watch your life turn around. Don't do it because, uh, uh, you know, you don't, you're struggling with your parents. Do it because of the word. And you never know your kindness can set your mama free, can set your daddy free. Just do it. Be a man and woman of God, a man and woman of the word of God. Bring honor to them. So for God's purpose, not yours, for him to be glorified and not you. Well, my time has been up. I'm about uh, how many minutes over now? I am two minutes over. Well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we really love you. Thank God for you. Thank you for joining us and praying for us and battling for us, award for us. We want you also to start preparing yourself for the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer line. And uh, we had a powerful time last, last month. We believe in God for another powerful time this month. So uh, uh, be in prayer with us, even concerning this upcoming meeting. And uh, we just believe God for great things for his people. Once again, this has been your host, Dr. Jimmy Kiss of the Master Key. Let the rest of your night be blessed. God bless you. We love you and appreciate you.